Ladies and gentlemen, dogs, and please pull up a chair and sit on your knees, for we have a story to tell you we're still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. I am Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses, and we are super happy to be here, and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. And Liz, I feel like there's somebody else in the room today. You always feel like someone's watching you. I always feel like somebody's watching me. And somebody is, but I'm talking about somebody else. Somebody real? Well, Jesus is real. Oh, were you referencing Jesus? That's who I was referencing. Oh. He's well, I feel terrible us. then. Yeah. I feel honored. Yeah. Now, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> and you ain't Jesus. Okay? I'm not Jesus. This is Jared Moreland. This is our dear friend, brother, lifelong friend, and, and uh, former podcast host. So... What's up, dude? Man, I am just glad to be here. Uh, Are you super happy to be here? I am super happy, but I got to tell you something really quick. I was on my way here, stopped and got me a tea, and uh, ran into this Indian guy at Tootin' Totem. Really, so, like from India, not a... Oh, okay, Indian. Not... Indian. Yeah, Indian, like from not India. Not American Indian. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I really was over here in a conversation that him and someone else was having. They were talking about American cartoons. Okay. But that was weird. And he said that one of the favorite cartoons they like uh, in is uh, the Flintstones. I said, everybody likes the oh, Flintstones in India? I love the Flintstones. He said, well, the people, I in, like in, he said, the only thing is the people in Dubai do not like the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabis do. Why? Why? Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm sitting here going, I just want, all of a sudden, I just want some fruity pebbles. Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. That sounds more like Scooby Dooby Doo. No, it's the Flintstones. Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. Maybe it is the. Yeah, but Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, but Abu Dhabi do. Yeah, but Abu But Scooby Dooby Doo. The people in Dubai don't. But Abu Dhabi do. Well, it's kind of like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> it has the same tune and melody as that other song. Yeah, if you're happy. What, what? Oh, wait, no. Yeah, no. The point being, about. it all works. It works. It works. Anyway, I'm glad it to be works. here. Well, <laughs> we're glad to have you. <laughs> Welcome, Fred. Sorry to do, totally get everything <laughs> off track right off the bat. No, we were, we were, Jared, you and I became friends and Gabe. We were all in that same Bible study group yep. together, so... Oh, what, 25 years ago? No, we're not that old yet. Well, I've been married 29 years. Yeah. And it was... I was 20. It would have been 24 years ago. Yeah. So you're battle tested. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Or I'm still being tested. Yep. But yeah. 24 years ago, we've been like lifelong friends. It's been awesome. So almost a quarter of a century. Yeah. Over half my life, we've been friends. Yeah. Almost over half my life. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. Gone through a lot. I mean, you just don't have friends that last that long, really. And I said, it, it, while we were talking a second ago, I called him a confidant. Jared was yeah. Jared was such a friend to me in a tough, tough time in my life, and was reliable. Yeah, and, and a good friend. Steady that as I'll she never goes. forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah helped me to mm-hmm. kind of ground myself a little bit while I was floating, struggling. I think we've all witnessed each other go through some difficult times. I'm yeah. thinking of them now. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but yeah. I remember a time reaching out to y'all and you counseled me on how I was being a knucklehead to my wife and we've all kind of helped each other walk through some stuff. The but best there, thing there, about that's this, not that's not how we do things on here. Like we talk about them I and mean, we we're real. 
So, I mean, if you're going to lay it out there, lay it. I'm just saying, but I thought you had a topic today. We can go I mean, all if, day but, on but, my but issues. But if you're going to say what we helped you with, I mean, you got to say what it was. No, I'm just kidding. I can. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> you don't have to make stuff up to make us sound good, Jared. It's all right. Yeah, but then I have to say what he helped me with, and that's rather. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ooh, where are we going? Like, those are yeah. full-on podcast topics yeah. if you want to go uh, through that. Yep. That's true. Yep. No, we kind of we kind of on here. Like I'll tell y'all. So, mom and mom will be listening to this. I guarantee you. Mom texted me today and said, "So a few episodes. Let me backtrack a little bit. A few episodes ago, I talked about uh, when I was dealing with suicidal tendencies, mm-hmm. not the band, but actual tendencies. That's a band. And and uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they say, but um, and so I was talking about how I wanted to." I wanted to die, and, and I thought about just crawling into a dumpster and offing myself, and so nobody would find me and so on and so forth. I had this all thought in my head. I wasn't actually yeah. going to do it, I don't think, but yeah. but it was, you know, in a weird way comforting to, to think that I might. And so uh, <laughs> one of the drawbacks is your mama listens, your siblings listen, or whoever that maybe yeah. don't know you were yep. dealing with that. You had some explaining to do. Yeah. So she was texting me about it today and said, you know, that makes me really sad, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I said, of course, Mom, you gotta, of course I said, you just got to know if you're going to listen to the podcast, you're going to hear... You're going to hear us talking about stuff that we might not have, you know, might not, you probably don't. Up. Yeah, because it's Definitely for ministry purposes. And yeah, right, yeah. You ain't telling your mama that. Yeah. And, that, you know, everybody goes through the little moments. But anyway, yeah. Mom, so I'm sorry that that upsets you. I'm just going to say right now, and I love you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's a. Do we still have the deep. same producer? We do. We got the Holy Father still. Hello, Father. <laughs> Hello, Father. Holy Father. Love Miles. I love Miles. It's still Miles. It's still Miles. It's still the Miles. And he did say he was excited that you were going to be on here, but he was hoping he wasn't going to have to edit you all out. So, so that we may just yeah. credit his first edit. Yeah. That's all right. Let's see what you got, Jerry. Yeah. Well, right. Miles, if it does bother you, just do like the bear did when he came across the log in the woods. Just get over it. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know he's planning on doing some kind of interesting things with breaking out different things that we say throughout the episode and putting it at the end. And hmm. I don't know. He's got a whole thought and idea. Awesome. Probably not explaining it. Yeah, so you may end up on there. But, but yeah, so on that note, Gabe was making a point to say – because we can sit here and all three of us just get to chatting away. For hours. Yeah. Hours. So Gabe was making a point that we do have a show to do today. We do have a, a topic to cover. So we need to stay focused. Give it your best. To say stay would insinuate that we already are. I think we need to get focused. Okay. How's that? Give it your best. Yeah. Let's keep it up close it and personal. Best. Oh, yeah. Let's keep it up close and personal. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it up close. That was We're like talking. a segue for you. That's yes, all your titles. So yes. You're welcome yes. for that. Yes. Yes. That was See, perfect. it's that old. He's got skills. It's the old post- podcaster coming back out in him. Okay. All right. So today, guys, we're talking about uh, the name of the topic is How's My Close-Up? Is it Where's My Close-Up or How's My Close-Up? Uh, how's My Close-Up? Where's My Close-Up? Okay. Yeah. Basically the same thing. But, but essentially, so... 
Gabe, you know, in, in close-ups, we're talking about pictures. Mm-hmm. The closer you get, the more detail the picture shows, right? Yeah. So whenever you're, when, whenever you're going to take someone's picture, the closer you get, have you noticed the more it makes them squirm? You start to, it's like, oh, you ain't gotta get oh. that close. Because the closer you get, you start seeing the pores. Not see my imperfections. Skin. You start seeing the warts. And and I think about yesterday, it's funny, because just yesterday, Gabe and I got some. Moly. We got some, we got some moly, moly, moly. <laughs> we got some <laughs> binoculars. And we were, we had them, we got some new binoculars where we work, kind of playing I spy with binoculars. Now you all know how we, you know, make a living. But. So we're we're out there playing around with these new binoculars, and and uh, our assistant comes out. Hi, Carolyn, and she's out there, and and I've got the binoculars, and I'm like, she's you know five feet away from me, and I'm turning to her, her and she's like, yeah, freaking out, you know, putting her yep. hands up to the side of her face, talking about no, you know, so you can't see no, that close, so you can't, yeah, because nobody wants you to see. The closer you get, the more you observe the imperfections. And that's true in the spiritual, in our spiritual lives as well. The closer you get in thinking about it, the closer you get, the closer somebody sees you. And really, the only people that are going to see you the most are God. God's gonna, Nobody's going to see you the way God does. He sees every single word, every single imperfection. And ourselves, and maybe our spouse, inner circles, things of that nature. Um, but spiritually... I know, I don't know about y'all guys, but I, I can think of, really it comes down to integrity. The, I'll be out and I'll be b- trying to be real careful to put on, or to not put on a, a, a bad front for Christ mm-hmm. because we're ambassadors. But I get, you get home, you get relaxed, and you try to stay disciplined. But your thoughts, you're just, you, know, you kind of let your shield down a little bit. And your thoughts, your warts can be the end of show. Can I can I interject on that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so my lovely wife does not like her picture taken. Mine either. For that for that reason, like she's worried about her imperfections, and I tell her, and I truly mean this, when I see a picture of you, Hank, or you, Gabe, I'm like, oh, there's Hank, there's Gabe, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking for your imperfections. Mm-hmm. Most people are not looking yep. for your imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only you're worried about your imperfections. You li- view yourself through this lens that is really unrealistic. And I think we need to realize we have a father that's just so perfect. And while he could focus on our imperfections all the time, I think we're, we beat ourselves up way more than the father would ever. He would never. So Jared is the king of grace. So that's a good, I was going to kind of close it out and with that. I'll be his right hand. <laughs> and Jared is, Jared, start opening up with that. So I was going to finish with, so the whole idea of this episode is to Sorry. examine our close-up, <laughs> is to deliberately examine our close-up too, but. It's necessary, I agree. It is necessary, but it's funny. So that, it, it is funny because we've always been, Jared's, and, the, and one of the things I was going to say about you is, Whenever I go, because one of the one of the thing, points I'm going to bring up later is having your friends 
help to evaluate your close up and mm-hmm. and and help you to get on track and stay on track. But I will say, y'all, like Jared, when I, <laughs> I can't think of a time you've ever said that I was off on something. Well, I'd rather encourage you through your mess than beat you through it. I but mean, you there's know, two different ways to do it. I'll Both ask, will work. I'll ask Jared. I'll say, hey, dude. I've asked him a couple times, hey, what's something I could be better at than what's this and that? He's like, man, I don't, you're, you're just great to me. <laughs> you know? And so I appreciate it. So I know if any time I need comfort, I'm like, hey, Jared, you think I messed up? No. I've told you where you've messed up. But sometimes people just need to be encouraged because the reason they're in the mental state they're in is because they beat themselves down so bad yeah. that they just need somebody to believe in them. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, well, and I look at the, the y'all's dining. Don't argue with me. That's all I got to say. Don't start arguing with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, is it, that'd be, be like bringing a knife to a handgun. Right. To a gunfight. Yeah. No, but I think we do measure, <laughs> we should measure ourselves against Scripture and our imperfections against Scripture. And oh, yeah. yeah. I'm 100% all about that. No, I know you are. <laughs> you are, but I just think it's funny because you're the, you're the, okay, God's the king of grace, but. I'm little Jay. You're a little Jake of grace, especially. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but we will, that is a good point and it is good. And I'm glad you brought that up at the beginning because we do want to, we do, some of the topics that we get on can be a little, a little thick. And I think it's, I think it's good to always approach them through the lens of grace, which again, I, I am going to close out on, but, um, so Gabe, what are your thoughts on that? I don't have any at this point. My mind's blank. You had a whole page of notes, and they're great. There's a lot, a lot of already covered topic right here. I'm like, okay, okay, hang on. Really? Because here's where I'm at. The the where's my close up, Henry? You texted me. Where's my mm. close up? Mm-hmm. That's what it says here. But how's my close up is a whole different meaning than where's my close up. So I, that I'm like, oh crud. I kind of studied off on a different direction okay. based off that one word. This says, where's my close-up? Yeah. And I was, I was going, ooh, okay. Let's just hope that my notes that I got here are going to line up with this. Maybe I'm the one that went off track a little bit on it. So, But it still says. Or could the Holy Spirit have a direction that this is supposed, supposed to go? Supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So we're about to find out. Yeah. yeah. But it, this does say, what's the subconscious motivation to how we how we use each of our gifts does even our subconscious point toward God do we do what we do for God with a subconscious expectation of what we'll receive right and that's that's so, so we should be on a similar we should, track. it should be close enough that's what let, let me read this well, this real quick this did you have something more to add to that you go okay so let me read this Galatians uh Let's see here. Galatians 2, I'm sorry, Galatians 5 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So I think, I think, and, and you know, I, I kind of worked on this worked on the notes and stuff for this podcast and I was thinking about it and the whole idea is to examine our close-ups not to be afraid to to get up and get close up with ourselves 
with grace. So I, I kind of think this has started out on a good track, albeit accidentally. Um, but the scripture talks about being crucified with Christ. So we get up, we put the camera on ourselves, we look at the moles deliberately, we look at the warts, we look at the, the pores that need cleaned out deliberately and and analyze is what we're doing. Because, Jared, for instance, with this podcast, I, I'll just be real about it. Every now and then I get pricked with the, the more people are listening or the more this and that. And I can feel the self in me. Uh, get a little bit excited and not that it's not okay to be excited about doing a ministry but you have to be careful to be aware of the you of using the close-up what is this am i doing this for god or am i doing this for me and if at any moment i feel like this is tilting towards being more about me or even close to as much about me as it is to god to glorify God, then I've got, well, I've got problems. So the goal is to try to evaluate that again through grace. Cause here's the thing. And I was sitting, I was thinking about it. Here's the thing. The, to be tempted, it's easy to think, I don't know about y'all, but anytime I get tempted, if I'm not careful, I, I take on kind of a condemnation. Cause I think, why am I tempted that way? You know, what does that say about me that I was tempted by that? and so on and so forth. But Satan... Probably says you're imperfect. Right. Well, but does being tempted, that's not actually the sin. It's how we respond to being tempted that's the sin, right? Because Christ was tempted when he went out to pray and fast. Satan came and tempted him with this, tempted him with that, hit him with these temptations. It was how Christ, Christ responded to it that shut it down. So if we embrace the temptation, then then we fall into the sin. Mm -hmm. But so, and that's kind of the thing. That's kind of the the self evaluation thing. How we're how we're approaching how we're approaching who we really are. Don't you think it's really easy to put on a show? And I hate to put it that way. I don't think people necessarily mean to put on a show, but they're trying to put on a good representation of Christ when they're out and about. But when you get home, you might let a swear word rip that you normally wouldn't in public. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just get relaxed. I don't know. What do y'all think? I'm, I, will, I, gotta, <clears throat> I like that a lot. I like it a lot because let me see here. There's a verse that, that I came across that, of course, is going to hopefully sound familiar to to all who hear it, but it says um, then, and it's Matthew sixteen twenty four, and it says uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, "Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it." And it's 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 the constant um, thing that we face by being on earth a human on earth and um you got satan on one side and god on the Mm -hmm. other side and we're with god but satan's still doing what he's doing so we're pushing that constantly every day am i gonna lose my life to gain it am i gonna lay down whatever temptation it is that satan's coming 
at me with that that mm-hmm. tailored temptation that's just for me. For instance, smoking is mine. And that's one that I'm up against right now. I'm working on, and Jared and I talked about that before we started doing this recording. But that's that's a tailor-made one that he found to get to me and keep me a little bit further from God and my relationship with him. So I love it because, yeah, you should be facing off with that. But it's it's how, you and I were talking about this, Henry, mm, a podcast or two back, talking about checking yourself constantly about, in this case, we're talking about gossiping or speaking bad words to other people. You should be checking yourself regularly. Is this good to say? Is it good to say? How often Mm -hmm. are you checking yourself that what you're saying is something that is going to encourage somebody versus just something to talk about that might be a little juicy? Mm -hmm. Well, your sin's the same way, right? All all sin is going to be the same way. Is this something that's going to push me closer in with God, or is it something that's going to keep me from it? So I just I like that you're saying, hey, this is something that's a, a regular issue, temptation that he's coming at you with. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can't lose your life. Yeah, it's the motivations behind what we do, and I think I think you see you see all the time, especially now, we see people that are in ministry. And, and and I guess in this topic specifically, what we're talking about is what's behind our acts mm-hmm. that we do in the name of the Lord. Does that make sense? That's what we're examining in this, in, in the ministry. You see so many people that jump in, do ministry, and it's kind of scary the rate that people are falling to the left and to the right right now. Politically. no. In ministry, or just, oh, no, I no, no, I got you. Yeah, okay. You're not speaking right. left and right politically. No, I'm not. You're speaking just speaking. Right. They're falling, just falling left, left and falling yeah. right, yeah. forwards, yeah. backwards, falling. left. Uh, right. It's everywhere. so They're bad. Falling. You're seeing yeah. it in every denomination. You're seeing it, and I, I tell you, well, look at the holy wars, right? Didn't didn't Christians run around killing people? Right. At some point in the middle. Of- what were the Paul, motiv- what were Paul? the motivations behind? Yeah, right. Well, Paul Paul actually did think that he was doing it. For no, I know. But so, but in this case, I'm talking about what's your personal motivation? Like, mm-hmm. are you like, like talking about Rav, Rav Zacharias? Like, I, I was just great before he passed away. That was, I thought he was maybe the greatest apologist out there, you know, standing, standing and giving defense of the scripture. And then after he passed away, then all the sexual stuff started coming out and the, this and the that. And, so you're and, saying uh, people who are pretending that their big motivation is serving the I Lord, think, but they're really serving themselves. They're really, right. Really I think them. if you're not careful, I think people start out with the best of intentions mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. Now, this is just not, right. not an investigated subject. I don't know. I don't know every person. But, <laughs> but I like to believe that most of the people that start out in ministry, Jared, I think about whenever I started doing... <laughs> Ministry, going to work at Bethesda, all that, and you know how bad I kind of failed off in that end. Kind of got a little rebellious and ended up losing my life group, my Bible study group that I had, and um, and and all all because of a woman that I wanted to to be with that the church tried to talk to me about and say, hey, it's it's not healthy. You need to give it time. Um, there wasn't any sin being done, but it was other than the church saying this is a bad idea. You know. Uh, for for certain reasons, you need to give her time to heal and so on and so forth. 
and and I I didn't want to hear anything about it, and I ended up walking away for all that. But I wasn't mature enough, really. I was 25, 26, 25, 26, and I wasn't ready. My my my, I had the right motivations. I had the right intentions, I should say, but I wasn't prepared. I ended up, you know. But you needed to go through those storms. I, I think at 47 years old, when I was younger, I couldn't understand why only old people could be, el- not old, but mm. older people. I was like, why, why do they have to be elders? Why do you have to be older to be mm-hmm. an elder? Why do you have to be older oh, to be a, a pastor? Reason. Yeah. And now that I'm 47, I'm like, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Thank God I didn't get what I wanted when I was 25 because I'd have tore some stuff mm-hmm. up. Yep. But what needed to happen was I needed to be torn up. Yes. I needed to oh. go through some stuff. Yeah, that's right. Well, and it's and it's sanctified. I mean, I just think about the difference of 10 years ago when Jared, you and I were doing a podcast to now. Now I, I'm like, I tell you, I feel the weight of doing it. Like I'm nervous. Before doing it, I am scared to say anything to to insinuate that God thinks this and to be wrong on it and to mislead people. The the weight that comes with doing ministry is huge. The weight that comes with making sure I'm in check. But and I think I think that's so so going back to the ministry side of things. And to the to the to the uh, ministers that have fallen and sex. I mean, you just hear it all the time. Sex is just boy, it's tearing down ministries. And I've noticed, you know, people that have their ministries named after themselves. Um, people, you end up finding out that they weren't that they didn't have accountability partners. They kind of just were the head of their ministries, and that was it. No eldership board to kind of help them to stay in check. No, no systems in place. Here's here's a good example. Uh, what's the name of that singer that Angel likes so much? Uh, Coffee Anderson. Coffee Anderson. That dude before he was married, and he traveled all around singing music. And what did he do, Jared, to to make sure that he stayed? He in had check? one person that traveled with him at all times, and. That person's job was to never, like if a girl was getting flirty with him, anything like that, that guy's job was to get right in the middle of that and say, no, you're coming with me. And his job was to hold him accountable. And he yep. submitted to that accountability. He he would go onto the red carpet of some event. Mm-hmm. And I think the exact example, there was a Playboy playmate that tried to come up and start getting frisky with him. And his buddy stepped in and stopped it. Kind of messed up an interview and everything, but yeah, I remember seeing that. <clears throat> but he needed that accountability because he knew his weakness. There's a, a Christian comedian that I, I really like, mm-hmm. and it's probably a little debatable with some people. But he, a couple years ago, had to basically step away because he got himself in a bad, bad bind. He was dating somebody, and then he, his he just sexually got totally con- he got mm-hmm. uh, engulfed or consumed by the fire. <laughs> And he came back, repented. He's doing much better now, and he's back doing his comedic stuff. But he's put some accountability things in place. But, man, it's real quick and real easy to get sucked into something like that if you don't have the right things in place. Something 
that I'd just like to interject, and I hope this isn't off base, but I don't think it is, but I don't think it's by coincidence. I mean, when I saw your notes, mm -hmm. Hank, that you were referencing Galatians 5, and you think about that whole book, we did a book study on the whole book of Galatians, and you referenced Matthew, mm -hmm. but it's pointing people, like Jesus is really, Jesus in Matthew is pointing people to the cross. Like, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep Always. your eyes on the cross. Always, yeah. Galatians, the book of Galatians, uh, Paul was writing a letter to the church of Galatia because in a short amount of time, he, Paul's frustrated because they've taken their eyes off of Jesus. Mm -hmm. They've taken their eyes off the cross and they were back into the whole law. You know, that's when that's when Paul spoke up on circumcision and everything. Like, well, if you're going to live by the law, then live by all the law. Mm -hmm. But you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to you got to get your eyes back on Jesus. So they were adopting a religious spirit about them, and they're getting into works based mm -hmm. salvation. And my works are going to save me. And we know that we're sa we're saved by grace, not by works. But we our works is what we do as a fruit of our relationship with Jesus because we want to serve yeah. Him and we want to do that. And I think what happens is people fall by the wayside because we get our eyes off of the cross and we get focused on our works. Mm -hmm. And then we're not in the word and we're not praying. And then we become God of our life. And it just begins to this spiral and snowball into the steel. I think about the show. Unintentionally. Yeah. And I yeah. think about the show uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, the whole thing was about a ring. Mm -hmm. And if you ever put the ring on, it was, a, it, and I represent that to God's glory. When, when we're doing a podcast, people say, man, that was great. That's awesome. Man, that glory belongs to God. It that's doesn't it. belong to us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's right. it's like that ring in Lord of the Rings. We can never take that glory that accumulates like in a bucket and we can never pour that glory on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to give the glory to God. It belongs to him. Oh, I love that. And then Kind of like, kind of like the crowns that we're going to get when we get when we get right. for the works that we did. What do we do with those? Yeah, and we're going to lay those at Christ's feet. But in this journey of life, we take the ring or we take that glory, and we begin to man. I'd like a little bit of that, and I rub a little mm -hmm. bit of that uh, accolade on myself. And then uh, there was a pastor said one time, "There's really two options in life: God is God or your God. That's the only two options." Yep. So is God God of your life? And if he is, do you focus on the cross and what Jesus did for you? And if you don't, then you've become God mm. and you live this religious type, you adopt these religious type mentalities yep. and that's where you get engulfed. And it's not intentional. Mm. Pastors that are falling by the wayside, my heart breaks for them because that wasn't their intention. But they got consumed so at least by very fire. likely, wasn't it? Very likely. I'm giving right. them because right. I'm the grace guy. I'm right. giving them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> My heart breaks for them because yeah. Yeah. that just man, they're they're consumed by something that I, we all could easily be consumed by. I like this, and it, it is making me think about people who famous people who go to prison that break the law on some level that they can't get out of, that their attorneys can't get them out of, right? And they go to prison, and a lot of the time. Who do they find in prison? The Lord. The Lord. I, I, they find the Lord. They start to. They start to. All that self glorification. They just got it wiped away. And to build on that whole prison thing, Paul in Galatians, the premise of Galatians is learning how to live free. So when we give our life to Christ and we accept Jesus as our Savior, that sets us free. When someone, I worked with a guy that spent thirty-one years in prison. And he got out of prison 
So he got set free. But he had a really difficult time learning how and adapting to live free. To live free. And when we get set free through salvation, that's part of it. But we have to learn to live free. What Jesus did for us was legit. Mm-hmm. And we, if we keep our eyes on what he did for us to set us free, and we do everything to please him and love him, then we learn to live free. But that's where we struggle. We still want to allow ourselves to be in bondage to smoking, mm-hmm. drinking. We get caught up and allow ourselves to be... Tr- uh, John chapter 14, verse 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. And it talks about putting your trust in God. Well, what troubles your heart today? And if you answer that, I would be willing to say, if your heart's troubled in any area, it's because you lack trust in God in that mm-hmm. area. Oh, I love that. So, so, so in regards Absolutely. to... That's a good test for people. To, that, I'm like, hey, listener, that's a good test for you. Just go think about that. Take some time and think about that. If your heart is troubled, you think about what troubles your heart today, like Jared's saying... Go think about that for a minute, and that could be an area you're not letting, you're not trusting the Lord in. And I, that that hits me right off the bat when he asked that. When you asked me that a, a second ago, dude, I had a thought or two. Well, like, John, if you if if you want to meditate on four chapters in the Bible, if you if you meditate on John thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, that's five chapters. That's Jesus's final message before he goes to the cross, and he and so if I asked you today. If, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, Hank or, or Gabe, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, what would be your final words to your wife, to your kids, to your nephews? That's what Jesus did in those chapters. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you want to take what he did in his life in a nutshell, when he left the disciples and he said, okay, I'm turning this world over to you. And your message has to snowball to now me and you sitting here. Later, people. If you want to really grasp, really what it's all about. Go meditate, slowly read, reread, and meditate on those five chapters. It'll change your life. Which five chapters was it again? John 13 through 17. That's Jesus's final message to his disciples. It's powerful. We're actually studying that right now, and it's it's Francis Chan's leading that, but it's phenomenal. Ah, Francis. Good. Francis. Anyway, hope I haven't got us off topic. Sorry. No, you're good. You're I'll good. Shut up. Absolutely. Uh, you, I don't think that's possible. Can you be off topic if you're talking yeah. about the Bible? Yes, you can. If you're talking about the Bible? The Bible covers a range of topics, so it could go all over the map. I disagree with you, respectfully. A topic is about a specific <laughs> thing. Let's do this. So Let's go. You want if you get, a little, you if you get a little excited about Toby Keith's song, I want to talk about me, I want to talk about I, which <laughs> I do, that means you got some areas to work on in your life. <laughs> so on the... So in regards to... to in ministry and what we do with our ministry and it, it can be it can be all kinds of different it, it's not just it's not just the 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 oh you know in this case we have a podcaster and it, it's ministries of all types it can be bible study groups it can be children's ministry it can be i think and i think it's just careful to to be or it's good to be careful to be observant of the reasons we're doing it. And even even of the, do we lose track? You know, do we lose track of, of our first love? Do we get in there and get to the point where we're, where we're maybe numb to it all? We've been doing the same ministry for so long that we forget 
the passion that we had at the beginning, the absolutely the the drive for Christ that we had, mm-hmm. and now we're just going through the motions because because we just simply know it's the right thing to do, which is a good good place to start. You know, to good okay. I know I should do it. I don't really feel like doing it, but I'm gonna do it sacrificially. But if you get to the point where you're just going through the motions, you know, say for instance, in the in my case, I do this ministry. I do ministry at the church. Uh, I've been doing the the uh, prayer director at church and things of that nature. Am I putting in the time, thinking about and praying about the people that that are that I'm in charge to do ministry to, mm-hmm. essentially to be in servanthood to them, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that what ministry is? Is doing, is, is you're essentially serving the people that you're, you're placed to do ministry towards, right? So if our hearts, if we're not examining, if we're or not you should be serving, up, you that, should be serving. You should be, right, yeah. If it gets to the point where you're not, then then you have to question yourself. And that's why, you know, talking about that, talking about the daily, y'all were talking about taking up your cross daily, examining yourself daily. I mean, Multiple times through the, all through the day. Yeah. God, darn. Yeah. It could take me five minutes and I'm off track. Five minutes later. It could take feeling... somebody saying something off to you. Yeah. And setting you off track. Now somebody you're... pulling up in front of you in traffic. Oh, uh, that's, Here we go. Don't even get me started. That's why I put a Christian bumper sticker on the back of my truck for accountability. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm about to just give somebody the stink eye, I'm like, oh, but that bumper sticker is on your Well, you talk about serving. That's why Jesus, why did he wash the disciples' feet? Oh, man. I was going to say that. I'm sorry. You can have it. Miles, <laughs> okay, hey, let's do it again. <laughs> Miles, edit it out. Now you do it. I just love it. You're, you're dead on. I was thinking Jesus did a lot of stuff to keep himself accountable, like y'all were saying, Cafe Anderson with his guy following him around. Us here right now, brothers and sisters in Christ, all all in our lives, you have to have accountability. And, and Jesus was proactively doing it with uh, by doing things like washing their feet. And my wife, Carrie, the other day was saying that wasn't just dirt. She said, you know, she heard somewhere, you know, you're thinking about walking through the streets of animals' feces on the street. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was like, this, he knows this must be done. You have to hold yourself accountable, but I like it a lot too, having y'all in my life. And you notice he didn't ask them to wash his feet. He did not. Now he's perfect and it would be totally wrong if they washed his feet. I mean, he is God. He knows that. He, he, that's, and he said, you can't, they didn't want him to do it. And he's like, no, this has to be done for us to have a part of each other in each other. This has to be, I have to wash your feet. But he, I'm like, he knew to to keep himself accountable on all the levels, Mm -hmm. but we're not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm like, I need y'all. I need my wife. I need anybody who would be a, a strong enough Christian in my life to say, Gabe, I need to run something past you. I think, you know, I saw something you did the other day and it just, I think it's a, a, an impairment to your walk with the Lord. And you need to be willing to be willing to hear it. Right. You did. I think that's one of the hard parts too. But as a Christian, you need, that's, you, you need to be open at all times because why you need to know if you don't know that you're not perfect, start there. 
So y'all's title was great is great today though because I was sitting there thinking, my gosh, have we gotten so off track? But not really. We're we've really taken the discussion to we're we're focused on our close up, right? Yeah, that's, that's really it. what we're doing. We're talking about mm -hmm. how's my close up, yeah. and you've mm -hmm. we've also addressed where's my close up because right. if our hearts are troubled, mm -hmm. if my close up is blurry or there's blemishes, mm -hmm. then where am I lacking my trust in God? And we've also talked about how is it. That's right. Mine's perfect. Yours perfect. Perfect. Yours oh, is yeah. perfect. Flawless. So this is for everybody Flawless listening. Victory. This has nothing to do <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine's perfect for about the last thirty seconds. Yeah. It, it all depends on the time span we're talking about. Right. Mine's perfect when I'm reading a Bible verse that is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Whatever. So are you saying there's imperfect Bible verses? You left that like it was subjective when you read one that is perfect. Oh, that, that is, or is there non-perfect Bible verses? So just for all listening, Henry and Jared are the most witty, quick people on the planet, and I can't keep up, so I just go with whatever. There is scripture that supports lying, but we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is though. And, and I think something, because now I want to circle back around a little bit, because it, it is important to... to Conviction versus condemnation. Absolutely. You don't, yeah. it, boy, you want to talk about imperfect when you dive into condemnation. Yeah. So in, in, and Jared, I've talked about on this, this show earlier on how I, I kind of tend to swing more to the legal side of things. And I think you know that, heck, you and I, and you, uh, your wife and I have had numerous debates and it's always in love and, and it's always awesome. Um, and appreciated because y'all are two people that I do uh, appreciate having those good conversations with. And especially boy, Angel's not afraid to, to speak her mind, you know? And so we'll go back and forth on it, but I definitely can come at it from more of a legalistic side. So I try to guard against that, um, and be aware. And, and if I'm not careful, I can catch myself taking, taking the, the old Catholic lashing whip and whip your own, popping myself over the back to try to, try to get myself on track but that's really what condemnation is you're, you're just condemning yourself and so it's it is real important to say okay i'm going to examine this i'm going to let my even when you're when your brother or your sister come to you and and approach you with something your spouse your friend your pastor whoever it may be and approach you with something to be careful not to Take that and condemn yourself. Or somebody might even bring you something in a condemning way, and it can still have truth and behind that, it. And that's next level. Right, and that's next level, right. You should be able to always be seeking to hear truth, no matter how it's spoken. Mm -hmm. But hopefully most people are not going to yell in your face that you stink it but they don't even that. have to yell it to say it in a condemning way you true know or saying? however I mean, they just, say it the, the, you right should, most most christians are not gonna come hatefully they're gonna they're gonna come they're probably nervous to even come at you at all mm -hmm. with a can hopefully a conviction of the heart they should be you know hopefully they're gonna go this is in love but sometimes sometimes we get a little riled up and we go I saw you do this. That was that was really bad, and it could come hard. So yeah. But why is it why is it so hard for us to receive 
<laughs> an encouraging word. Like if somebody brings something to you, uh, iron sharpens iron. If I bring something to you that you can be better at, I mean, we'll take a criticism and we will just beat ourselves up. We either get mad and get defiant, or we get. Why do I oh, even do this? Yeah, and we. Why, why, but but if I come to you and say, dude, you killed it. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. And we'll argue with that person. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like we will not receive a good word or an encouraging word from anyone. We'll argue with them like, no, I think you're wrong. (laughs) But if you tell me I'm a a screw-up, yeah, you're right. I I mean, I'm terrible. And then we just will dwell on that forever. I think as a Christian, I think it's because you're nervous that you don't want to take on pride too much. At I thought you were going to say you want to appear humble. No, I want to be <laughs> humble. For me. But again, that appearance, your close-up, do sometimes we do things we want to appear humble, but... Maybe, well, maybe I think, man, I, I for me, I think it's always, I'm always scared that I'm going to get prideful if I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Do, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to, and then it is. It's like, what do you say to that? You know, cool man, thanks. I like our nephew Creighton. I would imagine he thank would. You. I just, yeah, thank you. And that's <laughs> that's the end of that. Just a simple thank you. But if you yeah, do, uh, yeah. if you get a praise, I can imagine him just going, thank you, and nothing more. I kind of like it. But that is the proper way to respond. Receive it. Thank, thank you. you. You don't have to lather in it. You don't have to set it up like. You know, a suddy soap. Uh, maybe you're worried you are going to lather in it if you're not careful. I would lather in it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, y'all tell me I'm doing great. I'll tell everybody how y'all thought I was great <laughs> <for> two <laughs> weeks. Like, It'll man. be 324 days later. You're going to be still thinking about it, the big old smile on your face. Just, I stand in front of the mirror like, man, they're right. I am awesome. Oh, gosh. <laughs> People like me. I'm intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of agree with them. I'm awesome. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. You're just now figuring that out, dude. I used to. I used to love wearing that a T-shirt that said on it, uh, "I'm kind of a big deal." Oh gosh, it was supposed to be a joke, but sometimes it got took way too serious. I was like, I gotta get rid of this shirt, but it was so funny. I was but like, you wore it every day. I'm gonna keep on wearing that shirt because it's like David got me a shirt for Father's Day that has a picture of a father and a son that says. You did great, Dad. I'm awesome. Happy Father's Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you made me an awesome person. Yeah, you did great. Speaking of shirts, I, you right when you were talking about how you lean to legalism or whatever, I think it's interesting that your shirt is a, a grace-based scripture that's on the front of your shirt, Hank. That's it. Yeah. That way, anytime I start to look in the mirror and think something special about myself, I see a scripture and it corrects me. So Ephesians 8. I it's mean like my that- personal bumper sticker. Let me read this scripture, please. Quit talking about how great you are. So anyway, Gabe, will you hit pop that mute button for me? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> it's within reach. Right yeah. There. Wait a minute. Oh, no, I can't reach it. Yeah. Jared, will you hit your mute button for me? No. <laughs> Is it this one right here? I bet I bet a angel yeah, wishes you had one. a mute button from time to time. Absolutely. I guarantee you angel <laughs> yeah, wishes you had a mute The funny thing is I said I wasn't going to say a word. I was just going to sit here and listen. I apologize. And I called baloney on that from the beginning. No way. What did I tell you? Nah. Because we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about the Word. We're we're talking about our problems and our challenges. I'm like, who could be quiet? 
True. No. And that's all this is, is sitting around talking the walk. Agreeing, disagreeing, whatever the case may be. Get anybody. Talking the walk here. through it. So go ahead and read So that. Ephesians you, 2. You now have my authorization. Okay. I appreciate it. Forward. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank Anytime. You. Anytime. I hope it makes the Father's cut. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Can't promise Ephes- anything. Ephesians there. 8. I mean that you have been saved by grace through believing. You did not save yourselves. It was a gift from God. Verse 9 says, it was not the result of your own efforts, so you cannot brag about it. Love it. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us to do good works, which God planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. And that's why, going along with that, because at the beginning, that, the, 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 the scripture in Galatians that we started with, I love how he starts out talking about being dying with Christ, but then he finished, finishes saying, I do not nullify the grace of God, and going right along with what you just read, Jared. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. The idea of the law is just simply to help us to observe our mistakes. To be able to see the law is like a pair of glasses that you put on to see if you measure up to those things. Well, you're going to instantly see that you don't measure up to those things. There's no way. The whole Testament is about the, the Israelites not being able to live up to those things. That's why Christ had to come and be the sacrifice so that we are saved by grace. So you put on the long glasses to see your flaws and then you accept the grace of God and that you're covered by him and you move forward. So we're not saved through the law. We're saved through grace. Um, and ultimately we have to be, it's funny, you almost have to use both glasses because you don't want to just run around with the grace glasses where you're just always thinking, was it Romans? Let's see. Man, get you some of Romans. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Romans Romans 6, verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been bought, brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under the grace. So because we're under grace and not the law, sin can't have dominion over us. It's the freedom of grace that allows us to walk away from sin and be able to take dominion over sin. Whereas before we had that, before under the law, you couldn't walk away from sin. You were just beat down by it all the time. You see the Israelites, whew, I mean rough. But so we have the freedom to be able to walk away from it. The freedom to address it, not condemn ourselves, and move forward. Recognize it for what it is. Recognize the sin for what it is. Grasp, cling to the grace. Move forward before the throne of God. The Bible says we can go freely before the throne of God, address it with the Lord, and move on. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. I mean, that's why we need accountability. That's why yeah. we need to be in a good church home. That's why we need to be involved in things like miles. we lead a we lead a miles. <laughs> we lead a marriage life group on Wednesdays, and then we break in the summer. And the common thread is is everybody's so ready to get back from the summer because. 
uh, it's just so hard to get through life without that community all the time. Yeah. I was just going to say nothing and just leave you there awkwardly. I just keep talking. <laughs> it don't bother me. You're not going to embarrass me. <laughs> That's true. That I like it true. when Paul says the, the famous, famous line, your grace is sufficient for me. Right? Mm-hmm. Or however it was said, but mm-hmm. it's pretty close. But I love it because I'm like, he, his great, God's grace was sufficient because of how convicted of a life he lived. If you're not living a convicted life, but you're just going with your grace is sufficient, is that good? Are you even saved? Are you even saved? Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. This is the point. I'm like, the fruits will show. You got to have the convicted. The fruits life. will show for sure. Yeah. The the, the okay. God's mm-hmm. God's laws are His laws, mm-hmm. but I'll never be able to hit them. So your grace is sufficient. Yeah. Amen. Well. Amen. Woo! That was a good one. That was fun, Jared. Appreciate you being here. Is that it? Here. Yeah, that's it. It went by fast. It we, went by fast. We need another hour. Not really. <laughs> Y'all want to find another topic and dive into a second one right after? This? <laughs> I think we're going to get out there and work on the podcast room. But, but the whole idea is is then we shouldn't be afraid to pick up the magnifying glass and get it close. Really, really, it's for health. You know, doctors when they get in there and examine us, they have to get close up. How awkward is it when they bust your mouth open to examine your teeth? I mean, you just feel as uncomfortable. Boy, my stank breath is probably blasting them right in the face. But ultimately, it's going to make us better. It's going to make us healthier. It's it's going to, without examining these things from a grace lens, then it's going to be really hard for us to grow, change, and become the the children and the warriors for God that we're created to be. And the unhealthy grace lens is when we look through that lens. So yes, I'm all about grace. But if I stand in the mirror and everyone can see these blemishes and I say, no, there's no blemish. If I use grace as a get out of jail free card to do whatever the heck I want to, that's unhealthy. So you're right. We got to look through the lens. We have to get our close up because if we just deceive ourselves or just not acknowledge the blemishes in our life, then mm-hmm. we're not receiving the grace the way it was intended to be received. That's right. Amen. That's right. Well, that's awesome. Jared, you want to close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to just uh, to just celebrate your word and to celebrate you. Lord, everything we do is all about you. Lord, I pray that we take your word, your scripture in Galatians and Matthew and Romans And, Lord, we keep our eyes on you. We keep your eyes on the cross. Lord, uh, Lord, I pray that you renew anyone's hunger that if we've lost our appetite, we feel dry, we feel washed out. Uh, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just fill us. Fill us with a hunger and a desire. Renew the, the fire that used to burn deep in our hearts. Lord, we just thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. We thank you so much for your son Jesus that died uh, just an unfathomable death for death for us. While we don't deserve it, we're so grateful and we're so appreciative of that. And Lord, I just pray for every single person that listens and hears your word, that they would be touched in a way that would transform their lives and their hearts to want to serve you passionately and uh, vigorously. Lord, just thank you so much for your presence. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. 
Amen. today. The end of the line.